Hello, welcome to Strange Love of Movies. My name is Livia Martinez and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Oscar and Emily Martinez, and today we will be discussing the A24 distributed documentary, Boy State. Now, when I first heard that my mom wanted us to watch Boy's State from Apple TV, I was thinking, what is this movie? But you'd read an article in The New Yorker about it, right, before? That's right. Actually, I read a review in The New Yorker and one other place. It's really gotten a lot of attention. Yeah, it's gotten rave reviews. It has, I think, a 94% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is insane. And it's probably one of the highest rated movies of 2020 so far, I think. Critically. I thought it was a movie about a juvenile detention facility for kids. <laughs> Boy State. That would make more sense, probably. But I heard of, of Boy State and Girl State before. Really what it is, is a documentary about an organization that sends boys. There's actually a Boy State and a Girl State. But this film follows a group of boys. I think it's 1,200 from Texas, 1100. 1100 from all around Texas who go to Austin and spend a week kind of playing government. And they elect a governor, they elect representatives, they caucus, they do all the things that a, an adult government would do. So they're kind of learning about how politics works. They basically have to set up an entire political system in that one week. So they are split between the nationalists and the federalists, which are kind of funny names like they're chanting nationalist nationalist and I'm like is that that's not the best thing ever um so yeah they're split into two parties and they get to decide what their party stands for and they decide who they want to elect you know what was it chairman like party chairman party chairman and all those like important roles and it's just a really interesting documentary and apparently the reason why they decided to do a documentary about Boy State, because why would anyone think to do that? Even though a lot of accomplished people have come from it, like Bill Clinton, Cory Booker. It's an organization. The American Legion has sponsored these Boy State conventions, annual conventions, for many years. And like you said, I mean, some really prominent current politicians mm -hmm. actually kind of got their start. Our, doing this, I, which yeah, is crazy. This. But yeah, the reason these documentarians wanted to do this is because in 2017, they should have seen a documentary, the Texas Boy State decided to secede. That was their main thing. And the, um, these documentarians saw that and were thinking, what is going on in Texas? Like, what are these boys doing? And so they decided to, that next year, just interview a bunch of candidates and find four main people that they wanted to kind of follow through Boy State. And they got lucky with they the people so lucky. because they found these guys before and every single one they interviewed ended up doing something amazing during the camp because what if they had just gotten four rando guys who didn't win anything like <laughs> they must have interviewed them beforehand because there was did. something really yeah, really amazing about out. each of them because you know the beginning of the movie they share the credits and you mentioned Cory Booker there's a famous photo of Bill Clinton meeting John F. Kennedy. That's when he was on the boys' state. Funny uh, story, thing. though. Bill Clinton didn't win governor. Yeah, he didn't. Did it, you see that? Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't win. The other guy, I think he went to Harvard Law School and was super accomplished. Well, and that's the thing. They're all, I mean, I, would, I, would, I don't know about all 1,100, but most of them were pretty um, ambitious, on, ambitious and on the ball and serious, right? I mean, for the most part. And now Ridiculous. we have to mention Rob, right? And but No, not Rob first. He's <laughs> like the most irrelevant one of them but that was I think that was one of the 
the things I liked the best about it was that you always think of teenagers, but especially teenage boys, as being kind of goofy. These guys were. There were some goofy parts. Yeah, a lot of them were kind of goofy, but they were, but they also had had real ambition and real ideas about what they wanted to do with their lives. I wish I was that ambitious. Enjoyed being serious about some of the issues and it's kind of inspiring for our next generation. Well, to have ambition has always been my ambition. Ha ha ha. Good one. So we should talk about the four main people, I guess, in the movie. It starts with Ben and he, first thing you see is that Ronald Reagan action figure and Ben's all about his, you know, conservative politics, and he's super into that. And he says, "What was it, Feinstein? Feinstein for freedom? Yes, is that his slogan? Yes." And he's super into that. And he's actually a what is it? Double, double amputee. Double amputee. And one thing I really do like about this documentary, though, is you never pity him. You get very annoyed with Ben most of the time. You're like, "Chill, my guy." He like, can't be stopped. He I mean, cannot he be really stopped. Is. He's so annoying at points. And yet he's very bright. Yeah, he again has a really clear idea of what he wants to do. Yeah, he. I mean, he's a really smart kid. But we follow him, and then we meet Stephen, who is from Houston, and his parents were what was it, undocumented immigrants mm-hmm. for a while. So he's on the other side of the political spectrum, and. He seems like a very quiet kid, you know, but he's also always thinking. And they get lucky with Steven because they don't realize he he gives this amazing speech on day two or three. And he becomes their governor. What's it called? He becomes his party's nominee for governor. Yes, his party's nominee for governor. And it's like, what? This random kid who did not seem like he would be full of energy or whatever. Because he barely got any signatures to even get on the ballot at first. But then he gives this amazing speech. And then we have our fate, strange love's favorite, Robert, who is the most <laughs> ridiculous person. So Robert kind of is the first person to catch everyone's eye because he's better looking than all these other kids, honestly. And he's just kind of very jockey and he gets all the votes. He has a lot of charisma, like dad likes to say, right? Yes, he has a lot of charisma. Mm. <laughs> and he just, yeah, he catches our eye from the beginning. But once you get into it, his policies, he doesn't know what he wants. Anyway, Robert, he's just like your typical Texan boy. You know, he's all country man, drives a truck, loves his guns, all that stuff. So then we have Renee, who is on the opposite side of the political spectrum. And he is an African-American kid from Chicago. And he he literally says, like, I think this is what every liberal needs to go to this camp and see just how the other side is thinking and stuff. Because he just does not fit in. But he is the best speaker I've ever seen. Yeah, his, he's pretty amazing. His public speaking, oh my gosh. They get this just super intense close-ups of him talking to his party. And he ends up getting, what is it? I think he's the party chair. He's elected party chairman. And it's a surprise because everybody else there seems like just kind of the typical Texas white, boy, white yeah. guys and conservative. And he definitely is different than they are, but they love him. They love the speech. (laughs) But they start disliking him right after this speech. And not all of them dislike him. It's a tiny minority. But the people who do dislike him end up making this Instagram account called, like, Impeach Renee. And so the other party tries to make the most of all the, this Impeach infighting Renee, that's yeah. going on. It was Ben. Ben is in control of the other party. And Ben, he's like, we really wanted to, like, repost all that Impeach Renee stuff, but then it got racist. And so they were like, we do not affiliate with Impeach Renee anymore. And it was just, it was a mess. And so it was really dirty politics. Do you guys like what I said? Did their politics? Very clever. It was very dirty politics throughout this week at Boys State. That was probably pretty representative mm-hmm. of where our politicians come from. It's so sad. <laughs> Again, it's like a, a, these were 
people who cared about the country and cared about issues and were serious about some of their opinions, but also they were there to win and, and they were willing to do some, or some of the, some of the candidates were willing to do some pretty ruthless things in order to get their candidate oh, to the top. awful. Well, it's pretty enlightened of the American Legion, the organization that did this, because the people they chose, they weren't your, you know, they, they could all, they could have all been one certain race or a certain type. Most but, were. But they had, they, most of them were, but some yeah, of them weren't. And, the, and that's what's interesting. Diverse, there was There actually. was some diversity in there, yeah, yeah which yeah. is good. So going on to their policies, I just want to talk about Robert real quick, because He's just super animated and just kind of crazy about, he's like, I am pro-guns and I am pro-life, you know? And he keeps saying that. And then in a confessional, he goes, you know, I, I really, I mean, I'm, I'm pro-choice. I really don't care, but I thought it was what the people wanted, so that's what I went for. And that is so what politicians do today. They don't go by what they care about. So we have this 17-year-old boy already he's doing already that. He's already figured out the game. Literally. But he doesn't figure it out that great because he, he doesn't end up winning. But but what I liked about it, too, is that they all learned something. Because even he said he learned, and that's what I was saying earlier, that most of the kids were serious. He, he kind of played it off for laughs, and he thought his good mm-hmm. looks and his jokes, and they were really bad jokes, and nobody really, <laughs> was, it was so like awkward. this random clapping that nobody really cared for his speeches, and Remember he realizes he, would, he made a mistake. He was planning his speeches, and the, like his friends at the lunch table were like, maybe don't do that. Yeah, they were good advisors, and it showed they even had advisors and campaign managers and so things like that, that so... But you're right, everyone did learn something, but the sad thing is Robert at the end, he said, now I understand why politicians lie... And it's true. Like, it honestly, was it even a good message what they all learned? I mean, I think some of them learned a good thing, but I don't know. So Rob learned that people wanted more serious. And see, that was interesting, too, because as we mentioned, the reason it started was the previous boys state had seceded from the from the union and that got headlines. And people were introducing these jokes, these jokey bills about what was it? UFOs, drones. UFOs. And what was it? One of them to delete the letter D or something. Delete I mean, the letter W. W and, and pronounce it. W. And, it's like, and that's part of why Renee, I think, gets on the bad side with yes. because he tries to keep the the proceedings. Yeah, the more parliamentary serious. procedure, and there's a he whole. Is no yeah. He has no sense, no sense of humor and with all these things, and yet, I mean, it's sort of like he's doing that. He's handling things very professionally, but his party quickly turns on him because they're a little bit less serious. Exactly, and Renee, Stephen, and Robert are all on the Nationalist Party, and then Ben is the Federalist Party, and Ben is doing the same job as Renee for the Federalists and Ben plays very dirty so learning wise what do you think Ben learned well he learned from the beginning he wanted to be governor he wanted the power but he realized no when he's around these other guys who've done maybe even more or look a certain part and he knew he wouldn't get the votes that he needed yeah and remember he said I'm going for governor I think it was night one and the guy was like what are your policies he's like whatever my parties are he's like that's not a way to run for governor and so you're right, Ben did learn that. And uh, Ben is somebody who people may want to keep an eye out for in the future because I can imagine him being interviewed on CNN or Fox News as the chairman of one of our Republican or Democratic Party sometime in years to come because he definitely was the brains behind the throne or the oh brains behind the he campaign. Was so controlling. For he his knew it was up though. His party's candidate for governor yeah. and, uh, and does a really good job with it. And as for Stephen, what I think what he learned. He was, was kind of the main guy we focused on. Yeah, he was on. a very serious young man. 
but he and, was a sweetie. Yeah, and he's very quiet, so it was kind of remarkable that he had this incredible eloquence when he spoke. Mm-hmm. And people responded to it. I mean, the teenage boys responding to his heartfelt message mm-hmm. of his family and all this. But I think what he learned is, yeah, you got to be a little bit more political. Yeah. yeah, I think he learned a lot from this week, though, and he will definitely do great things when he's older. He was really on the ball. He really seemed like somebody who... Whether you agree with his politics at this point in his life or not, you have to admire the fact that you could tell he really believed in what he He talked about and he really knew, had his facts straight, and he was inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, and he had an effect on his friends because a lot of them were crying, right? And making him cry. They were making him cry. They were like, we love you, man. They were giving him like those awkward teenage boy hugs. It was really sweet. And one of my favorite things is, Stephen's idol was Napoleon Bonaparte, which is <laughs> yeah. interesting. And the documentarians also said they had no idea he would just whip that out. But one day he was like, you know, Napoleon's my idol, right? And they were thinking, <laughs> kind of Napoleon. Yeah, yeah because he was of lesser birth and he <laughs> did it all on, on his own merits and he, like, earned everything Napoleon, he got. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But I think the person who had the best one-liners was definitely Renee. He... <laughs> He just says some ridiculous things. And at the end, he and Ben really do not get along or mesh well. And at the end, in a confessional kind of interview style. I liked how they did that, by the way. How it was kind of like a reality show sort of thing. Where they're just talking on this couch. It was funny. But Renee says, Ben's a great politician. But I wouldn't necessarily say that's a compliment. And I think that is, again, important in our political climate today. Because, I mean, career politicians, like, what is that? They don't stand for anything. That may be the whole point, or the most important theme of the documentary, is it shows politics, Mm -hmm. and it's sort of politicians, yeah, (laughs) politicians in their infancy, so to speak, and while you admire the fact that they're taking things seriously and they care about issues... It's also kind of dismaying that they are learning so young what they have to do to win. And it's, yeah, it's not be the best person. Or the most Well, I think in the the promo it says democracy is not a spectator sport. And that's true because it's very intense. But you know what I think is really neat is when Ben and Renee, they don't obviously don't like each other, but they're not punching each other. They're not calling each other names. One of them asks for an apology and the other one says, I'm not going to apologize. And the other one walks away. It's so intense though. Like how they have these conversations. Yeah. I've never had a conversation like that in my life. How, but but like, it shows that you can have a civil con- you can disagree, but have a civil conversation. And the camera angles were great. You mentioned that they get how so close you? to these kids, right? It's amazing. Apparently, have you guys seen the documentary War Room? I want to see it. Uh, we saw it a long time. They were ago. super inspired by that. Right I didn't know Snuffleupagus was in that. Oh yeah, Stephanopoulos. I call him Snuffleupagus. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't realize that. That's cool. But they said they were super inspired by that because it got both sides apparently but also they got like just this movie got so close to these candidates you could see the sweat coming off their ears at some points like it was insane and those camera angles they were like spinning around them I wish we could see the behind the scenes and yet the kids did not seem like they were playing to the camera at all so somehow the people making the documentary were able to make themselves invisible. so invisible and they, the kids so must have been comfortable around. with them yeah they must have been around I'd be real curious to know how long they spent with the kids before they actually started filming them to make them be themselves once the once the cameras started shooting. Yeah, I think they really prepped them, but they also said they got just imagine how many hours of footage they have of all these very boring meetings because there were what was it from like 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. They were having all these meetings, so they're just. They said they had so much material to sift through because there were some boring procedural stuff. I was hoping the guy who was 
reciting the periodic table would make it to the talent show, but I guess <laughs> he didn't make the cut. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was one of the funniest parts. Definitely. The, I guess one evening they had a talent show. Yeah. And so they showed some of the people trying out for the talent show, and they just to call some of their talents talents is quite a stretch. That was entertainment, baby. And the editing was just the best. Like, they had that one kid who was, like, preparing, and he sneezed before he went on, and he ended up being a stand-up comic. And he, he was, <laughs> but, yeah. but some of them were talented, the some piano players, and the guy talented. was singing oh, Hallelujah, playing the guitar, scene. and everybody was waving. The, that was you could cute. tell they were unified because they were waving their phones. And, it was, it was and then cool. one of the kids during the talent show did the Rubik's Cube, and I was like, I bet a lot of kids in that room yes. can solve a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> So could you guys see this getting nominated for Best Documentary at the Oscars? I definitely could. Yes, I definitely, uh, I think it'll probably be at the top of the list, I would think. I hope it is. It's so well made. Considering it was the only movie released in 2020, yeah, I think it has a good chance. <laughs> Literally. And I think it's Apple's first semi-hit, or, well, maybe not their first hit, but one of their first. It's their first highly rated things. They acquired this at Sundance, and it was a big win for them, because they really have not had anything that is critically acclaimed And yet. was it a, was it the Sundance? Mm-hmm. It was Sundance. Just to let those of you out there who are concerned about how political this is, I mean, obviously it's about politics, but I, I was a little hesitant to watch it because I thought it was going to be slanted one way or the other and might be irritating, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. I mean, fair. really, there are kids on both sides of the political mm-hmm. ideology who are likable and not likable, yep. so it really didn't, they are very fair, and they were looking at the kids as people, not as conservative or liberal they leave it up to the viewer whether or not you're gonna who you like yeah who you like no it really i agree with em that it really humanized the kids Mm -hmm. because that's what's missing in politics these days you know one side says the other side's this or that and demonize them and there was a little bit of that here but it wasn't you know it was it was about something that happened it wasn't aimed at a person per se okay yeah but it brought back some really fond memories of my debating career which we'll get into at another time i couldn't i I don't want to brag, but yeah, it was pretty good. No, he was not. He lost. Well, as I remember the story, I believe you were arguing in favor of diabetes education mm-hmm. and somehow you lost that debate. I don't And know. that is probably why diabetes is an epidemic in this country. If now. they had listened to me, yes, that we would not have diabetes in this country. How I, bad I, was your case? These boy state kids would have just destroyed, demolished you. Because I bet all of them are either future politicians or lawyers, right? Um, I yes. don't want to talk about it anymore. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it up, though. Very sensitive high school memory. <laughs> What was really good about it was that you mentioned reality TV earlier. It has no relation to reality TV. They were themselves. And that was kind of interesting, which is hard to do now because everybody, you know, obviously you have a phone, you have a camera, everybody's mugging for the camera and everyone's acting and pretending they're they're in their own reality TV show. But they seem so real. I mean, you know why? Because they were. And yet, like the like all the best documentaries, this had characters. They I mean, were, it was almost like a good film. They were the best these, characters. Yes, these people, their real personalities came out. And you really understood their backgrounds and why they were the way they were. Yeah. And yet they weren't just pretending. This was really who they were. It was definitely who they were. And I just love how comfortable they were with the interviewers. Like Robert just confessing, like, oh yeah, no, I'm definitely anti-whatever I just said on stage. Like, that's hilarious. One real nice moment came when Robert, who had the chance, who had gotten some information about Stephen that would have made him less 
appealing to this conservative crowd. Instead of going out and exposing this social media post of Stephen's, instead, Robert talks to Stephen about it beforehand and lets Stephen go out and explain it himself and kind Mm -hmm. of get himself off the hook before somebody else attacks him about it. So I thought that was a pretty honorable thing to do on Rob's part. No wonder he ended up getting an appointment to West Point. He already had the honor thing down. Yeah, good for Robert. He wasn't bad at all. He was just kind of a goofball at points. Go, Rob. Go, Rob. Or what was was this? Rob, Rob, Rob. (laughs) He had the worst slogans ever. He was trying to come up with something like short and sweet, and it was like six words, and everyone was like, um... Hey, quick question for y'all. Do you, do you think anybody watching this, would it restore anyone's faith in democracy no. or in the, the American way or no. the American system? No? I think, well, like I said, I was kind of surprised by just how informed these young people were and how much, some of them at least, seemed to genuinely care about making a difference in their country. So in a way, it was even the ones who played dirty, they did it with the idea that they wanted to make a difference, Mm -hmm. and it was sort of a means to an end. So I think it was kind of, I I don't know, I I came away feeling like I understood maybe why politicians are the way they are. No, I think the opposite. I think that it showed, yeah, these kids were super passionate, but they were passionate about winning. They didn't have any, none of them believed in anything, and it seemed like. And they're 17 years old. How are they? Maybe that's Like, they're going to... Or they did... I think they did believe in something. Ish. But, but by the willing, end of the week, they, they didn't They were willing to change it mm-hmm. to, to win. That's but I think, true. But I that's think Stephen, who we mentioned before, he was the only one who really believed in something, and I think he kept standing for it. Yeah, well, even he kind of let his... I mean, he was trying to play it smart by kind of explaining away You're right, some of the controversies. Or, I mean, yeah. what was deemed a weakness there yeah watch boys stay on apple tv now and let us know what you guys think of it and let us know if y'all have any suggestions for us to watch next and follow us on instagram at strange love of movies pod we will see you guys next week thanks for listening bye bye